Football on Off the Ball. Brought to you by the new Boil Sports app. Bet ten euro and get a free Now TV Sports Mobile Month Pass, showing exclusive darts and Premier League action. Yeah, you're very welcome along to the Friday betting show. I'm joined in studio by Leon Blanche from Boyle Sports and Raffaello from Off the Ball and News Talks Team 33. Over the next half an hour, we're going to preview the Premier League action. We're going to try and break down what to look out for this weekend. Now, we're not going to go into as much details as, say, Leeds manager Marcelo Bielsa would, but we'll try our best. As always, you can get in touch across all the different social channels. And if you do get in touch over the next half an hour, the best comments will be in with a chance of winning some great prizes with thanks to Boyle Sports. Remember, always gamble responsibly, only bet what you can afford. And uh, before we get into this week's offers, Leon, just uh, to remind folks as well, if you bet 10 euro, you get 40 euro and now TV membership for a month on offtheball.com forward slash Boyle Sports. That is for new customers. Right, let's get into it. Let's get into the offers. We're going to start with the first one. Should be up on screen now in just a minute. Manchester City and Tottenham both to win by two or more goals was 11 to 4 now 4 to 1 so Man City away to Huddersfield Tottenham away to Fulham yeah ordinarily um, it's still a very decent enhancement 4 to 1 from 11 to 4 but Tottenham obviously are without their two main goal scorers this year Son and, and Harry Kane who got injured Fulham cannot defend to save their life and maybe it's a chance for Lorente. Um, he was quite prolific in his Swansea career. I'm assuming he'll get the start. Um, they've still got Ericsson, they've still got Ali. They still have creative players in the terms of Lucas. Um, the guy's name is missing me at the moment. Um, who can score, he cuts in off the left, Lamela. So they do have goals in them. So it's a decent enhancement, 4-1 to one from 11-4. to four. Yeah, I suppose from an Irish point of view, we're uh, looking at Troy Parrish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like he's, he's not even 17 yet. Yeah, we were hoping he'd get a run in the FA Cup game, Yeah, but he didn't. But maybe now, with these two guys gone, it wouldn't be great to see him even on the bench. On the bench, yeah. Get that little bit of Premier League experience. They think the world of him yeah. at Spurs, so hopefully he can continue his rise through the ranks. Yeah, doesn't look like they're going to recall Vincent Janssen from the reserves anyway. <laughs> no, no, um, I think he's safe enough there. Yeah, so Fulham and... Against Tottenham, we we mentioned there. So the the next offer is Tottenham to win both teams to score was nine to four. Now three to to one. Now this actually happened when they met at Wembley earlier earlier in the season. Spurs won, both teams scored, and you just wonder like with Ranieri, we haven't really seen the impact. I just kind of feel with Ranieri, he's inherited a team that played a certain way, and now he's trying to get them to play his way. Yeah, he's trying, I mean, I'm sure he's worked tirelessly at trying to keep a clean sheet, trying to get a defensive unit to work together. Unfortunately, I think the personnel he has at his disposal is just not good enough. And maybe reverting back to a little bit of that free-flowing football that Fulham were capable of, we definitely saw it in the Championship last year. I think both teams are well capable of scoring here. Even though um, David De Gea had a fantastic second half, United had enough chances to score more than one goal. So I think Fulham at home, it's a London derby, not the biggest London derby, but I like that. I think uh, I think both teams will score. Okay, and then the last offer, Liverpool and Manchester United, both to win by two goals or more, was 2-1, to one, now 3-1. to one. Both sides, uh, strangely enough these days, in action at 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, both sides at home, Liverpool at home to Palace, United at home to Brighton. Two games you'd expect them to win, and I suppose 
the offer here is you're expecting to score plenty of goals. Yeah, two or more goals. Um, I think United um, on a crest of a wave at the minute. Um, you create your own look, but I think they'll beat Brighton. Brighton disappointed me last week against Liverpool in that they just never really tried to score. They just went for a basic nil-all draw. They nearly got it. Yeah. But Liverpool at home against Palace. Liverpool, they got the win last week, but they need to improve the performance. I think at home, they'll create more chances. But Palace on their day can be quite tricky, as I think they're the last team. April 2017. Christian Benteke scored twice. Christian Benteke. What I remember, well, Christian Bold is 2014 at Tellers Park. But what I remember that day was Sacco was on loan at Palace, but he was injured. He went on. He was on the sideline. Benteke scores. He does a handshake with him. And the look on Sammy Lee's face, the assistant for Palace, obviously a, a bit of a Liverpool legend. If looks could kill that day, yeah, for yeah. Lee. Well, that was the final nail in Sacco's coffin. He was gone from that yeah. day for sure. But look, it's a decent enhancement. I think Liverpool at home. I'm expecting them to play a lot better than they did last week against Brighton. Yeah, probably suit them playing against Palace as well. It'd be a bit more free flowing. Before we actually get into preview this week's action, let's look at last week's bet. And I have to say, Cardiff absolutely banjaxed all. Well, almost all of us, three of us. Uh, John's bet. John Duggan was in the hot seat last week. He just went for. Cardiff to beat Huddersfield 6-5. to five. It was a nil-all draw and Cardiff were absolutely atrocious in the game. Huddersfield were awarded a penalty but then it was rescinded during the game um, when Lee Mason, the referee, consulted with his assistant. Kev's bet, Liverpool and Brighton to draw, Chelsea to win. So obviously Liverpool winning uh, didn't that banjaxed his his bet. Chelsea won. As I kind of thought though, Chelsea wasn't as comfortable as some people might have thought. I went for Burnley and Cardiff to win. Burnley won. I was about to say they won without getting a shot on target. But in the meantime, the big news today from the Premier League is Jeff Hendrick has been credited with the first goal. So technically they did have a shot on target. It was going in in terms of the direction. Because the stat last week was Burnley managed to win a game without getting a shot on target. target. But they beat Fulham. Cardiff obviously screwed me with the the nil-all draw. And Leon, you had Cardiff and Man City to win over two and a half goals in the United-Tottenham game. David De Gea... Did the damage for, and then obviously Cardiff as well. Yeah, I mean like 11 saves, excuse me, in the second half. Tremendous goalkeeping performance. I don't agree with some of the comments that were made that Spurs hit every ball at him. To be able to use your feet like that in such close proximity of the striker, he's a world-class goalkeeper. Is it not a bit like the the goal scorer, ah, he only scores tap-ins, you know? Yeah. Sort of, but the thing with De Gea as well, he was always in the right position as well. I think yeah. was, it was like the Lloris goal where yeah. he was, I think it was pointed out in match of the day, Lloris was actually wide of his post, De Gea stayed inside and yeah. it just meant it was easier then if he throws out the leg, it's Brilliant. easier to stop like, you know, We always hear that Ederson is the best keeper with his feet, but I suppose De Gea proves oh. that it's, he uses his feet in a very different way. Different way, look, I mean, he's a class goalkeeper. Um, if you're a Spurs fan, you'd be disappointed with that you didn't take at least two or three of those chances because yeah. they were clear-cut chances. But United, they really, they were brilliant in the first half. I thought United, they got the tactics spot on. Pochettino changed the Spurs formation second half, and as he said himself, it was some of the best football he's ever seen his team play. They just didn't put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's look ahead to this weekend's games. We're going to start with the Arsenal Chelsea game, half five tomorrow, and uh, there's a lot of pressure on Arsenal at the moment. Raf, the wheels seem to be coming off because Sven Mislintat, you know, he was brought in, he was going to be the, the head of recruitment. recruitment. And since Gazidis has left now, it just seems that Mislintat is now surplus to requirement. Uh, he had a say in all their signings. Some have been good, 
some not so good, but you know, you can understand his frustration where there's no money. So we basically it'd be like the equivalent of me sending it to the shop raft with a shopping list, but giving you no money. So yeah. I don't know what you come back with magic beans, maybe. Well, potentially, I, I don't even want to get. I don't even want to guess. Sort of, you know which shop I always go to yeah, in the yeah, morning. Yeah. Anyway, I, we won't go into that. But uh, yeah, no, there's problems off the pitch with Mislint had, of course, um, as you said, he'd been brought in with uh, quite a lot of power um, once Fenger um, was leaving. But then it's another restructuring, and that's an issue off the pitch. But then on the pitch as well. I mean, since the derby, the derby seemed to be this great moment for them. But then in the eight games since, they've only won three and can't keep a clean sheet apart from one game against. Huddersfield, which is mad. Yeah, Leon, it's uh, it's not good for Arsenal when you consider they went 22 games unbeaten in all competitions and there was a lot of games during that run where you thought they were lucky to get the win, but what it did was it raised expectation and very quickly the expectation is gone now and the lads on Arsenal Fan TV are busy again. They are very busy again, but it's a massive game in terms of United should have won and they are really closing in on that fourth place spot. Yeah. And it puts even added pressure on both sides going into this contest, knowing that a draw probably is the best result for Man United. Yeah. Um, Chelsea will be looking at this, they are favourites, 13 to 10. They'll be looking at this game, however, and thinking, look, we're better at the back. If we can keep a clean sheet, we could definitely come away with three points here. I just wonder as well though with Arsenal, Aubameyang and Lacazette, they were on fire at the start of the season. Um, I thought there was a chance last week against West Ham where Lacazette should have passed. He didn't. He went for it himself. Maybe he's looking. He needs a goal more than Aubameyang needs a goal. Um, I don't know how this one's going to go, Phil. I, I, I'd probably sit on the fence and go for a draw at 5-2. to two. Arsenal are a big price at home, 21-10. to 10. Their home record has been quite good. Their away record, again, we see the deficiencies that is Arsenal. I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to go for a score draw, probably. Yeah, 5-2 to two for me, I'll take the draw. Yeah, Raf, if you're an Arsenal fan and you're watching them recently, you're thinking, OK, we're not really creating chances. We've got this lad, uh, he, you know, Mesut Ozil, yeah. he's... Whatever people say about him, he knows how to pick a pass, he can create goals, yet he's either left out of the squad or he, he's sitting on the bench. We know he commands a huge wage every week, but this is just uh, something that's... Yeah, you'd think the, pragmatic, you'd think the pragmatic thing would be to actually use him, and the same with Ramsey instead yeah. of just leaving them on the bench. Like They're two very talented players. I know they're a bit inconsistent and always have been, but you'd think um, the way like Ozil's assist record since he's arrived is unbelievable. You'd think they'd use him. Yeah, uh, Chelsea obviously talked about it a lot, Lee, on, uh, on, on this show, that when Hazard stopped scoring, that there was going to be issues for Chelsea. They, they got the win against Newcastle last week. There's talk of Higuain. It looks like it's going to happen because Morata just isn't up to it physically. His confidence is shattered as well. Uh, Giroud just doesn't strike as a player that Sarri wants. Higuain scored 36 goals in one season when he played under Sarri at Napoli. Hasn't been great of late. No. But sometimes a player comes in and he has a relationship with a manager and he can get things done. He won't mind the physicality. Can Chelsea create enough chances for him though? I think they do still have plenty of creativity, Phil. I think, you know, you look at Hazard, you look at Pedro, you look at Willian. Um, Ross Barkley for a little bit of a period was creating um, chances. But I think with Higuain, I think Sarri will basically set up for him 
it will be basically we'll play the way we played at Napoli because we'll get our number nine involved in positions where he can score. Um, Giroud going back to his former club. I'm sure he'd love to start this game. And maybe he will get a chance to start because Higuain won't be done in time. So, like, I don't know with Chelsea. They just, they're missing something. They Obviously, yeah. they're missing a number nine, but they're just, I don't know whether everything is, is as harmonious as it's trying to be uh, painted that picture. I think there is problems at Chelsea. I think if Sarri doesn't get Higuain, there'll be even more problems at Chelsea. There's the Kante-Jorginho problem as well, with Jorginho being played in that deeper position, yeah. which can work against a smaller team. But Kante, as much as he's actually gone forward and scored a few goals, um, you still feel like you're not getting the best out of him. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. Like, you know, trying to yeah. start attacks. and. I thought what has worked well, though, is Jorginho, obviously, Spurs did it very well at Wembley this season where they just put Deli Ali on him and he didn't get a sniff. But Newcastle tried to, to do the same last week with Salomon Rondon. But then David Luiz then becomes that creator. Yeah, because he has that in his locker. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. he set up the, the first goal for Pedro with that brilliant pass. And yeah. that's one thing he can do. And, you know, he gets criticised because sometimes he doesn't have the best game defensively. But, you know... Defending nowadays is all, there's a bit more to it than yeah, just... Yeah, it's playing over the back. Although I think he's got better as well this season in terms, yeah. he seems to be, like in terms of concentration, it seems to be an improvement. So maybe we'll see that continue. And what age is he now, 30, 31? Yeah, what are you, that, what are you thinking tomorrow? Um, I think a score draw, but maybe more of a 1-1 actually, I think, generally, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned the pressure there, Leon, because we expect Manchester United to beat Brighton. And that then they're only three points behind Chelsea and they'd be three ahead of Arsenal. I'm sure United wouldn't mind if Arsenal beat Chelsea because they'll see they're a better team than Arsenal, but they're trying to reel in Chelsea. You still have to go to Old Trafford. United should have beaten them at Stamford Bridge this season. You just, it's just amazing going into the game that the, the last few weeks, how Solskjaer has just put a smile on everyone's face. Even Mourinho was on TV there yesterday. You know, he's out in Qatar and he's, you just remember like how miserable yeah. things were. Even just listening to him, if, yeah. he, if he's never back in the Premier League, you know the Premier League will be a better place. Like he, he was great in his day, but it just shows the impact that him leaving the club has had on United. Yeah, absolutely. I think even the tea lady is happy. Yeah. You know, and there's been reports come out that even just the whole atmosphere around the club, Ferguson. There is stories, maybe he's, he's definitely, I think Ferguson is definitely helping Solskjaer. Yeah. He's definitely helping him get the best from what he has at his disposal because <clears throat> there's no doubt about it that United, we've been saying it all year, all season, that they have attacking players. It's just letting them play, letting them go and do what they can do. But I, I was impressed with Solskjaer the way he set up last week against Tottenham in the first half. Yes, Spurs were better in the second half, we all know that. But the way he played Lingard, Martial and Rashford and the way they interchanged Spurs and, and they played a lot of balls over the top to turn the Tottenham Hotspur back four. So I'm sure he's getting plenty of help from Ferguson. They were very close as manager and player. But just United at the minute, they're basically playing without fear. Yeah. They're just having a go. And I think as a supporter, if you do follow them, that's all you can expect. But they are putting in the work rate. And you saw what it meant to them getting that victory at Wembley uh, last week. There was a togetherness. Yeah. They are together. They're playing for one another. They're playing for Solskjaer. They're playing for the jersey. And that's what we said in the early part of the season. It doesn't matter if you don't like your manager. Get out there and have a bit of pride. A lot of them didn't turn up. I don't 
I'm not putting it all on Mourinho. I put a lot on some of the players when they were playing for Mourinho. They basically just down tools. But now there's a happiness, there's a togetherness. They will beat Brighton. And for any team now from now till the end of the season, I think United are going to be a match on their day. They're yeah. quite capable of putting it up to anyone. They remind me of Liverpool when Klopp first came in. That there were still problems. They still will, will give up chances. There's no doubt about that. But on any given day... They can beat any time. Yeah, I'd any say, team I, in the Premier I'd League. also say that they have a much better squad than than Klopp and Harris. Absolutely. Like if you, yeah. if you, uh, if any Liverpool fans want to go to that first team sheet of his, <laughs> his first game against Spurs, yeah. the, the Liverpool starting eleven, it's it's vastly different now. Raf, obviously Paul Pogba was the player that was fell out of favour with Jose Mourinho. He's been instrumental in how they've performed in the last few weeks. Some people will say he was lucky to stay on the pitch, but just the goal that he set up for Rashford. And even in the lead-up to this game, it's something that Solskjaer said after the game last week was happiness. Yeah. Like, you know, football really can be a simple game at times. And if you're going into an environment where you're happy, I understand what you're saying, Leon, about players downing tools. But if you have a manager that constantly criticises you, yeah. you just, and certain, it would yeah. just chip away at you. And certain people, like... Pogba clearly comes across as a happy-go-lucky yeah. character. I think he needs that, not a strict disciplinarian kind of school teacher, but maybe the yeah. spare geography teacher who comes in from time to time and lets you do whatever you want. That's what, exactly what he needs. And uh, as you said, the ball to Rashford was unbelievable, but he's always had that in his locker, and it's starting to be expressed a little bit now, which is good. Yeah, so we don't give Brighton any chance here, do we? No, no, I don't. Um, terrible away record. Terrible away record. And just last week, I understand you're against Liverpool, but I, I was expecting a bit more at home. They'll go to Old Trafford. I'm sure they'll set up the exact same way that they set up against Liverpool. But you would expect United to maybe win by at least two, maybe even three goals. I do anyway. Yeah, and Glenn Murray stopped scoring as well, which I think I've noticed more in my fantasy team than actually looking at the score sheets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a bit of an issue for them because he was the one carrying them slightly at the start of the season. Okay, so that game is at three o'clock, the same time Liverpool and Crystal Palace. Now, the interesting thing, obviously, we, we mentioned it briefly there that Crystal Palace are the last team to win <coughs> at Anfield. Roy Hodgson as well, unbeaten in all four Premier League games as a visiting manager to Anfield. I can remember they beat Liverpool 1-0 when he was West Brom manager in, in 2012. Liverpool fans won't have many happy memories of Roy Hodgson uh, from his time there. But this is a tricky one, Leon. It is a tricky one, and I was looking at Palace last week just in the highlights, and they did create plenty of chances. Um, I'm sure they're still wondering how they didn't come away with anything from that game against Watford. But Liverpool, Alexander-Arnold will be missing, Matip will come back in, and it'll either be Milner or Fabinho at right full. Um, there's a little doubt about Wijnaldum as well, so I think Milner will probably play right full, and I think Fabinho will be back in the middle of the park. And I'm a huge fan of his, Phil. I think if he's in the middle of the park, Liverpool are a better team. I, I think we saw that when he came on against Man City. He's growing into the role. He seems to have everything in his locker. He can tackle, he can pass, he can shoot. Like, he has a lot going for him. And Robertson just signed a new five-year contract. There's a lot of things going right for Liverpool at the minute. It is a tricky game, but you pointed out the last time they lost was to Palace. Anfield has become a fortress yeah. once again. And I'd be amazed if Liverpool don't win. I think getting over the line against Brighton last week, it was a horrible performance, 
but they got the victory. And again, you could see what it meant to them at the full-time whistle to get the three points, to get back to winning ways after losing the City. The Wolves game I wouldn't look too much into because it was the FA Cup. I'd be surprised if Liverpool don't win. I just think, Phil, they're not conceding goals. Yeah. And when you have that in your locker, they're always capable of scoring. And Palace don't create a lot. I mean, yeah, since, since they beat City in that game, 3-2, well, well, they only scored it. three goals in the next four games. So. And one of them was probably goal of the season. Yeah. And you're gonna, It's going to be hard to find a better goal than the Townsend strike against City. Mm. But, you know, if you're a Liverpool fan and you're a bit apprehensive about this game, the reason surely would be if Milner or Fabinho, whoever is playing right back, is going up directly against Wilfred Zaha, that has to be a bit of a concern. Obviously, Klein has gone to Bournemouth. Some Liverpool fans surprised by that. At the time, probably not too surprised, but then when the Alexander-Arnold news breaks, then they're thinking, why didn't we hold on to Klein? But Jurgen Klopp said the guy wanted to go. Yeah, and I mean, since that back injury he suffered, he's, he's been barely involved. And yeah. sometimes if you've got that kind of, I guess, fledgling fringe kind of player who's there, perhaps not happy, maybe it's better to just get rid of them. Yeah, and it, there's well. opportunities for younger players problem, as well. Yeah. There's the young Dutch lad who came in. Over, yeah. yeah, and we've obviously a young Irish defender there as well that we'd love to see. Masterson. Masterson so, yeah. Yeah. However, actually got sent off in a, an underage game there against Brighton for a foul on Aaron Connolly. So it was, he was kind of brought crashing back down to earth. But the, the Camacho was probably ahead of him in, in the pecking order. But As a right full, yeah. 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 The thing about the, the way it is, the way the, the title running is going, though, Leon, you said like, a draw feels like a defeat. Though. Absolutely. I think, especially against sides, with all due respect to Crystal Palace, you're expected to win. I don't see Manchester City slipping up against the lesser teams from now to the end of the season. It'll be the big games. It'll be for Liverpool, the next kind of really big one is West Ham away on that Monday night. They've yeah. got Palace at home and Leicester at home. And Bournemouth as well. And Bournemouth after at home. After the West Ham game. After the West Ham game. And then game. it's United. And then it's United. In an ideal world, and I think if Liverpool want to win this league, they've got to get 12 out of 12. That's how critical it is now because going to Old Trafford, they could easily lose that game. Yeah. And they haven't been great away from home at Old Trafford under Klopp. So that was the first time they beat um, Manchester United was at home in Klopp's tenure as Liverpool boss. But I think Liverpool will win. City have got Arsenal and Chelsea coming up at home back to back. Yeah, you might say, look, they'll beat Arsenal. Arsenal no good away from home. Chelsea will be tricky because they'll set up really tight. But it is, you're right, there's not that many games now where you're looking you can't be afford to be dropping any type of points, especially at home against Palace, against Leicester, against Bournemouth. That has to be nine points. And then you've got that tricky Monday night game away against West Ham. Yeah, and the interesting thing, Raf, actually, if Liverpool don't win tomorrow, it means by the time they play Leicester, which is on Wednesday week, because mm. there's FA Cup the follow, uh, not obviously next weekend, it would actually be a good chance Liverpool will be in second place going into that yeah. Leicester game because City play Huddersfield on Sunday and then the Tuesday they're away to Newcastle two games you expect Very them to winnable. win so yeah. you know Liverpool going from seven points clear and going to the Etihad thinking you know things are looking good in the space of a few weeks they could be in second place going into a home game against Leicester and Leicester have beaten City and Chelsea yeah, and Leicester are really inconsistent yeah. but they're as you said Chelsea and City they've beaten and they've always turned up in the big games it's against little teams that Leicester struggle against Liverpool the margin of error um, since that Etihad game has become so tight and we know City have been in this position before they've won the league Liverpool are not used to it so psychologically 
especially being the hunted rather than the hunter, it can be a different proposition to deal with as well. Yeah, it's, uh, I think we saw in December as well just how quickly things can change. I mean, we, we think of the Origi goal in the Merseyside derby. That Liverpool were kind of hanging on by their fingernails and then all of a sudden they, they were seven points clear. City away to Huddersfield, it's, you know, Huddersfield obviously, Wagner is gone, Mark Hudson is going to take charge for that game. It just seems that Huddersfield are moving towards the, they've accepted, will be in the championship next season. Wagner probably accepted that as well and he just said, I don't want to be in the championship, so I'm going to step aside. Mutual consent, sometimes yeah. it's, it's bandied about and we think it wasn't really, I think in this case it was. It probably was. I think Phil last year, he done a remarkable job keeping them in the Premier League. I mean, that was the great escape. And I think Huddersfield have done the right thing by whoever comes in next. You don't want the new manager in first game against Man City. If you lose four or five nil, and then the players are going, but sure, nothing has changed. You know, yeah. you want to give them a chance in the next game of getting something so the players can buy into it, they can believe it. City will win here. They'll win yeah. very comfortably. Huddersfield just don't score goals. Yeah, it was a tough game for City last season. Uh, they, they needed a late goal to win. Right, we're going to go into this week's bets. Uh, obviously, last week was a bit of a, a disaster. Uh -huh. Cardiff uh, tripped up a lot of us, so uh, hopefully we'll have a bit better. So we're going to start with Kev uh, and um, his bet. He has gone for... Southampton and Everton, Everton, both teams to score. You can see there four to six. Then Watford against Burnley, both teams to score. And uh, Bournemouth versus West Ham, both teams to score. There's a fair chance that like, that, that comes in at four to one, Leon. And you look at Southampton, Everton. Southampton are scoring goals. Everton got their win last week. Yeah. Um, you can see that. Watford, Burnley. Burnley might be your only concern there away from home. Can they, can they score a goal? Yeah, I just think with Southampton as well, um, that extra time, they've drifted actually, ju just even in terms of winning that game, they've been pushed all the way out now to 17 to 10. Everton needed that win massively yeah, last week. Poor in the first half as well. Very poor. Um, I was actually listening to a bit of it. Uh, it was Kevin and Stephen Doyle. Yeah. And the second half, they seemed to come out and they started well, you know, and they got the win. But yeah, I mean, those three games, maybe Burnley, but you know what? I was impressed with Burnley. I know they were, okay, it's been given to Hendrick, you know, the other one was an own goal. But to respond so quick yeah. from going 1 0 down, there's no doubt Burnley are on a good run at the moment. They're building up a little bit of momentum. They're going to be safe. They're not going to get relegated. And from an Irish perspective, we want to see Burnley do well. 100%. Because they've got so many of our players. And it's great to see Jeff Hendrick last week was getting on the ball. He was making things happen further up the pitch. Yeah. And I think that's where he's best at. Yeah. He, can, he can create. Making runs beyond the defence because he's maybe not as great like you know, uh, treading on the ball, but actually yeah, making runs is probably yeah. his strongest thing as a box-to-box -box player. I think yeah. we saw a bit of it at the Euros when it actually worked out, when he actually had a good Euros and we haven't Seems really a long time ago, doesn't it? A very long time ago, It does, ago, it does, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I mean, he has it in his locker. Yeah, absolutely. Raf, we'll have a look at your bet. We talked about Manchester United. We expect them to win at home to yeah. Brighton and you've gone for that and you've and also Rashford gone for Rashford to score, to score. Yeah. Rashford to score at any time and he's just in great form he scored in he's the last three games well. yeah, yeah signed a new deal playing with confidence I know Solskjaer even apparently before um, he took the caretaker job I think it was the young boys game Rashford missed uh, a great chance um, Solskjaer was there and was in the tunnel and uh, just told him just be calm in front of goal this is before he took over so um, I think we're seeing the fruits of that now 
That's the one where you, it cut to Mourinho on the sideline. He was shaking his head. Yes, yeah. Fellaini yeah. scored the last minute, yeah. uh, last minute goal. Yeah, Fellaini actually looks like he's going to be out for for a month, and it's just been interesting as well that Solskjaer clearly has gone for Rashford and pace up front. Lukaku even I have to say when Lukaku came on last week against Spurs, fifteen minutes is all he had, and he just stood there. Yeah, he, would, he couldn't even empty the tank for fifteen minutes. He was he, hopeless. He disappointed me because I had said it prior. When he came on, he looked lively. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Last week, he just, he was, actually, it actually invited Spurs onto United more because with Rashford, Martial and Lingard uh, as your three, they were harrying the Tottenham defence. Yeah. They were coming out with the ball quite easy when Lukaku came on. Solskjaer will not have been happy with him. Okay, for my best, we talked about Liverpool and Crystal Palace. I do fancy Liverpool to win. But I think they might actually concede a goal in this one. But um, you know, I'm thinking maybe Liverpool get a, a two-one, three-one. But there will be moments. Palace are going to create chances. I think in the game, whether they can put them away or not, and uh, it'll make for an interesting game. Yeah, and look, like Wilfred Zaha, he's another type of player that on his day he's probably unplayable. It will be interesting to see how Klopp lines up that right-hand side, even if he goes with Milner. Or if he goes with Fabinho right full and Milner plays, I'm sure Milner will be deployed over on that right to give a little bit of cover. Because if you do nullify Zaha, you can pretty much cancel out Crystal Palace. Yeah, absolutely. And Leon, you've gone for a treble this week. You've gone for Wolves, Man United and Liverpool. So really what you're doing is you're pretty much, it's all on the Wolves game. That's the early game. Yeah. They play Leicester at Molyneux. It's the half 12 kickoff. Touching it there, we don't really know what to expect from from Leicester. Wolves have been uh, like we can't really judge them on what happened on Monday because no. they were down to ten men after twenty minutes. Yeah, and I thought even um, down to ten men, it, like it wasn't one of those games where physically they were really like pinned to the collar. I thought City were in cruise control, and Wolves didn't exert an awful lot of energy either. So I'm just looking at them back at home, early kickoff. Leicester to me definitely have a soft spot, and. Similar to the way Wolves can really play well against the, the bigger teams. I think Leicester loved that as well. They can rise their game. But I think Wolves at home, I'm just going with the home advantage and I'm going with Wolves. And I think, obviously, United and um, United and Liverpool, Liverpool should oblige. Yeah, OK, that's our bets. Uh, just to mention some of the other games that are taking place, Bournemouth and West Ham, Newcastle-Cardiff, your ultimate six-pointer. Cardiff have signed Umar Nias uh, today to try and get themselves out of trouble. We mentioned Southampton, Everton, Watford, Burnley. And then uh, on Sunday, we've got Huddersfield, Manchester City, Fulham and Tottenham. As always, it's all just a bit of fun. Gamble responsibly. Thanks very much, Leon. Thanks very much, Raf. We'll be back next week. Until then, take it easy. Football on Off The Ball Brought to you by the new Boyle Sports app Bet €10 and get a free Now TV Sports Mobile Month Pass Showing exclusive darts and Premier League action 